Public News Service Daily Newscast for January 18, 2023. I'm Mike Moen. The weather has calmed in California, but there are reports of extensive damage after periods of rain, wind, and surf flooded homes, highways, and farm fields, collapsed hillsides, and toppled countless trees. A state official tells the Associated Press tallying the damage will take time, but the number of homes and other structures that will be tagged as uninhabitable could be in the low thousands. The damage is spread across 41 of California's 58 counties. President Joe Biden is planned to travel to California's central coast on Thursday to visit areas that have been devastated by the extreme weather. Meanwhile, in Arizona, drought conditions are improving there. Arizona State climatologist Aaron Safal says it's important to note that Arizona evaluates short-term and long-term drought, both of which have recently improved. Safal says that when looking at short-term drought, Things like precipitation, soil moisture, and vegetation are essential in understanding the impacts. For long-term drought, there's evaluation of precipitation trends while also incorporating things like temperatures and essentially looking at how thirsty the atmosphere is. Both of those give us a sense as to where we are. We've seen improvement with the short-term drought and the long-term drought, but some areas of the state remain entrenched in that drought. Safal says the last time these conditions were seen in Arizona was more than two years ago. It says a state that values water as much as Arizona should be happy to see these current levels. Turning to the mental health crisis, much of the nation is seeing a shortage of care providers. A new report says there are steps Congress and other decision-makers can take to help states close gaps within the behavioral health workforce. The Bipartisan Policy Center is out with recommendations it feels can help address the growing demand for mental health services amid a shortage of licensed providers. The center's Kendall Strong says one solution is to enhance the role of those with mental health training who don't have the full credentials. She says behavioral health support specialists are certainly up to the task. These people are underutilized and they have a lot to offer because part of the folks that we're talking about are folks like peer support specialists who have lived experiences and can really connect with folks who are struggling. Many times folks don't necessarily need to see a a psychiatrist, say, to that level, but still need some care. Others in this group are community health workers and paraprofessionals. The report recommends reducing barriers for these individuals to take on bigger roles in behavioral health. That includes adopting a certification framework that promotes flexibility but still protects patients. Strong acknowledges a divided Congress might provide obstacles, but adds there's optimism with both parties recognizing the provider shortage. This is Public News Service. The World Health Organization has appealed to China to keep releasing information about its wave of COVID-19 infections. That's after the government announced nearly 60,000 deaths over the past month, Following weeks of complaints, it was failing to tell the world what was happening. China's weekend announcement was the first official death toll since the ruling Communist Party abruptly dropped antivirus restrictions in December, despite a surge in infections that flooded hospitals. That left the WHO and other governments appealing for information, while the U.S., South Korea and others imposed controls on visitors from China. Looking at the economic fallout from the pandemic, A report says the rich got richer, but workers were left behind. 
Erica Lattice has more. The world's richest 1% took home almost twice as much wealth as the bottom 99% combined during the pandemic, according to a new Oxfam International report. Morris Pearl with the group Patriotic Millionaires says current tax codes are not cutting it anymore. The rich keep getting richer while people who work for a living are making daily sacrifices on essentials such as food, which is not good for families or for investors who want to make money. Because money does not trickle down. Money trickles up. As people pay their bills for their iPhone and their rent every single month, that is how rich people make money and get richer. And if people don't have enough money to do that, that's not good for any of us. The report says a 5% tax on the world's multimillionaires could raise enough money to lift 2 billion people out of poverty. Wyoming tax codes are pointed in the opposite direction. The state does not tax corporate or individual income. Wyoming has a higher sales tax, which falls hardest on low-wage earners than at least 40 other states. Only 11 states collect lower property taxes. I'm Eric Galatis. The proposed merger between the Idaho-based grocery chain Albertsons and Kroger has antitrust laws in the spotlight. The supermarket companies are the two largest in the country. Announced back in October, the merger has been under intense scrutiny. Stacy Mitchell of the Institute for Local Self-Reliance says the grocery industry is already consolidated, and that hurts workers, small businesses, and consumers. We've seen food production workers and farmers getting paid less for food, and we see consumers paying more for groceries. And what's happening is that you've got a small number of companies in the middle, the middlemen, including the supermarket chains, who are absorbing more and more of that spending for themselves. Mitchell notes that since the announcement of the merger, Congress has enacted what she calls the most significant antitrust legislation in 50 years. The Merger Filing Fee Modernization Act was passed in the government spending package in December, It lowers fees on smaller acquisitions and increases them for the largest mergers, raising more money for Congress to use to fund antitrust enforcement. I'm Mike Moen for Public News Service, member and listener supported and online. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.